Hello. Hi. Uh, this is Jacrete. This is Julian. And we're talking about Resident Evil colon Afterlife. Mm, strong colon. Yeah, strong colon. Um, this movie came out in 2010. Mm-hmm. Three years after uh, the t- 2007 release of Resident Evil Extinction. Yeah, a little break. Um, so, so far, each movie has like three or four years in between. Yeah, yeah. So we get a Resident Evil movie every three or four years. That makes sense. That's a good pace. Yeah. This is also the directorial return of Paul W.S. Anderson, mm. who didn't like what was happening in those in-between <laughs> films. and He was like, to... he was like well, who are his predecessors? We got Russell, and we had uh, Alexander Witt. Right. He was just like... You guys aren't doing a good enough He's job. Like, I'm getting this train back on the tracks. Yes. Yeah. I don't like what you guys did in my movie. Mm-hmm. Not enough music in Marilyn Manson. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this baby back. Yeah. And boy, does he take it back. He really does. Honestly. He owns this, he owns this franchise. Skip two and three. Do a direct <laughs> one to four. One to four. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it in house. The Anderson cut. Paul, Paul Wes Anderson. Yeah, Paul Wes Anderson. Um, another big thing to note about the timing of this movie is it was in the heat of the 3D revolution. Mm-hmm. There are a lot. The trailer advertises it as a 3D experience. Experience. Yeah, and there are a lot of 3D centric shots. Yep. In uh, this picture, but we didn't know that until after. We didn't, but in retrospectively, <laughs> it like opens my mind Damn. in a big way to a lot of the decisions they were making. I and forgot. Helps I should've... me understand. Should have gotten it in 3D. It's okay. We should not have gotten it in 3D. <laughs> um, so here we are. We're yeah. in the afterlife. We're out of the desert. We're out, we freed ourselves somehow. And we're we are on a plane mm-hmm. to Alaska mm-hmm. for a long time. Yeah, for a lot of this movie. Yeah. Just planning around. Just planning around. A lot of solo bolo Alice action. What happens in like the first twenty minutes that like, like she's in? Where are they? Oh, she goes to Umbrella. Yeah, she's in Tokyo. Umbrella Tokyo. Yeah, we start in Tokyo, and so we think we're gonna be in Tokyo for a while. Yeah, we're not. Nope. Just a quick opening sequence in Tokyo. We get the really stereotypical. um, As you know, Tokyo. like consists primarily of people with translucent umbrellas mm, and, crossing streets and huge seven-way crosswalks surrounded by glowing neon signs right that is the essence of japanese culture mm-hmm. um and so that's what we and feast our eyes on here we also have the umbrella base underneath tokyo yeah another subterranean umbrella base um controlled by a white man <laughs> yeah. named Wesker. Mm-hmm. Who all of his subordinates are Asian. Are they're all Japanese? He is the only white man in the base. Mm. Pretty great. Another another white savior. We do get the big payoff on the multiple Alice's from the end of the last movie, which I did like. I like mm-hmm. that they followed through on that idea and promise that we are led to believe that I guess all of the Alice clones are now dead. Okay. So Last episode, I said that I would hate to see that movie. So it starts with that. Yeah. And it was it was okay, but after twenty minutes, that whole plot line is done. Yeah, they and murder we, all of them. We don't we don't have any. We we only have the regular Alice left. Yeah. So if you want to know how hard of a like 
just straight reboot this is of the series by by Big Paul Andy's getting back behind the steering boy, wheel. Paul West. Paul West Anderson. In like the top 20 minutes, he kills off the entire Alice clone army, which was like the big hang up from the last movie. Yes. And he de-Alice's Alice. He very right. unceremoniously injects her with a serum that takes away all of the superpowers that got retconned in during two and three. Julian, thanks for making me human again. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, that's her big line. Also, hot shout out to that scene where they show the antivirus in her blood attacking cells that are literally T-shaped. Mm-hmm. And they're like, right now the T-virus well, that's how is getting eliminated from your body. It's literally the shape of a T. Yeah, that's why it's called a T-virus. So she's got fucking lucky charms in her blood. Yeah, I mean, how else would we understand it if it wasn't shaped like a T? I mean, it's just, I don't know. It could be a color. It could be purple. <laughs> it could be the umbrella. It could be blue. Logo. The virus was effing blue in the first movie. She could have blue mm. cells floating around in there. That'd be perfect. Speaking of colors, it nah. uh, seems that they have removed all tint in this movie. Yeah, this is an incredibly flat yeah. film. I wonder what the what his goal was. Lots of darks and earth tones. Because every movie we can easily point out, like, the color scheme. Yeah. But this one, he took it out. and he, Well, he chose brown. No, not even. There he was a lot of... Brown. You know what it was? Leather. Yeah, yeah. A lot it's of definitely leather. leather. Yeah. A leathery look to the film. Not as... Yep. Like, not a lot of people wearing leather, but as if the film was shot on <laughs> leather. Like, on a... Like, he was just feeding a belt into the camera. I can imagine Paul Wes Anderson being like, I got a new, I got a new hot take on movies. Leather. Leather, <laughs> leather film. <laughs> leather film. Uh, another interesting thing to point out about this directorial return for him he apparently had not watched or made any movies in between seeing the matrix and making this movie yeah this might be the most post matrix action movie of all time it's like he just wanted to make a matrix movie yeah he like felt left out so matrix it's unbelievable okay i'm making my own (laughs) baby boy how can he do that this movie came out about 10 years after the first Matrix. Yeah. That's and like it is chock the full. The Matrix is a groundbreaking, science fiction, uh, action culturally adventure. impactful film. Yeah. That he just like decided that we're not going to remember the Matrix. So I'm just going to like take everything here, from it. Here is like a brief, incomplete summary of things in this movie directly jacked from jacking into the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Um, Hiding behind columns in a corporate building yep. while getting shot at by like inc- like SWAT troopers, and the columns are dissolving into stone dust, and you're hiding behind the columns holding two Uzis. Yep, that happens in this movie. And let's just say that Wesker is literally a Matrix transplant. Like, yeah, he yeah. like they like bootlegged a Matrix character, and it's Wesker. Right, trench coat, yeah. glasses, Sun- always wearing hair. sunglasses. Um, we've got room. Full of guns everywhere, like way too many guns mm-hmm. than any human could ever use. Um, and you know, they walk in and she's like, Oh, yeah, or something <laughs> I like love that. Guns. Yeah, I love these guns. <laughs> um, we've got bullet time, lots oh, and lots God, and lots, so and much lots, bullet and lots time. of bullet time. We've got bullet dodging. Mm-hmm. Oh, with God. The little, Wesker does like the little shoulder rolls, right? Like he does the little, I'm just gonna roll my shoulder, and they back do the and, like, they do the like the bullet, like. 
tracking where like there's the like 360 the, spin that and like the wave that follows behind a bullet you know like that yes. like yeah, yeah weird the, like, wavy the, like sound distortion or, or something whatever yeah it is. they yeah. do that yeah which is like 100 percent from the matrix mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um a lot of leather yeah <laughs> um a lot of like techno ish like beats playing in the yep. background of yep. every every scene which i enjoyed it kept the movie going it did this movie does have a really good clip yeah. It's got a great pace. Yeah. He's got a I, I think he if there's something he does well, it's like he does he keeps the movie going. Like Yeah, he's smart enough to not even if it's a bad movie. <laughs> right. He doesn't give you enough time to realize how stupid this movie <laughs> is. Like whereas two and three have a lot of moments where you're just kind of like languishing in the stupidity of the plot and the characters. Mm. This, like, he just doesn't give you time for that yeah. in this movie. He's like, We're going, we're going, we're going, we're going. We travel to like five different locations in this movie yeah like we're in japan they go to alaska mm-hmm. uh la la i guess L- i guess three la is the last one yeah but then a um, boat a boat's kind of like its own location so my theory still stands that every movie we get bigger and bigger we zoom out further and further i mean we have to go we to went space. to a different country we have to go to space. Going to space. In yeah, we've one. done cities, states, <laughs> now nations, but also continents. So. Yeah, what's left? Oceans. Space. Well, but we were on a boat on an ocean. We were on a boat. Oh. So it is space time. We've got two movies left in this series. Yeah. Do you think that he. We need to get into space. Do you think that he stole that boat thing from Children of Men? Maybe. Yes, actually. Probably. A lot of this things guy does in not this movie care. are Stone Cold Jacked from other movies. Listen, every every movie is a remix. True. True. He's just like Quentin Tarantino. He's remixing. In his own aspect. In this, he's remixing <laughs> The Matrix, yep. Children of Men, Prison Break. Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. Um, What did that Hollywood sign say? Hell were, hell. Well, yeah, it's like all messed up and it kind of looks like yeah. it's hell or something like that. Ooh, all right. Yeah, let's talk about the uh, like the movie producer guy. Oh my god! Like, I wonder if this was like a jab at like Hollywood or something. So, yeah. So th- that <laughs> that did give me like a serious curiosity into kind of like maybe what was happening around two and three. Like, was he asked to step away and yeah. was like, "You guys need to let me get back in there"? Were they making heavy? No, rev- he, w- he were they to making- do other movies. Well, but were they making like heavy revisions to his scripts? Was he getting like a lower creative control? Maybe because yeah. I, I definitely agree with you that that um, the producer character played by Kim Coates, who shout out Kim Coates is the he was great, too good for this movie. Yeah, he's actor. A, <laughs> he's in this the movie. one. He's the one. Um, we lo- we didn't have that trope in three. We get it back. He had to keep saying one. like. Hey, I'm a movie producer. Yeah. I was the director yeah, once. It is, we are so we are so heavily belabored with reminders that he is a movie producer and that movie producers suck. And he meets such a gross end yes. that you have to assume that there was some kind of bad blood going on. Yeah. I did think it some, was... Some commentary. Some deep commentary right. from Paul Wes Anderson. I did think it's kind of funny that um, we, Alice and Claire, get to this prison... Right, where they find these other survivors. Mm -hmm. And he kind of introduces this like mini zombie movie crew, right? Like it's a very kind of old school thing to be like, oh yeah, here's my group of survivors. One's a former basketball superstar. Oh my God. One's a movie producer and his intern. I can't believe the 
the basketball guy like literally like has basketball powers. Right. Yeah. He like does like some high jumps like, twice in this <laughs> like movie. Like his special like, power is that he he's tall and he can like jump really basically far. Basically slam dunks the tail he of Alice's plane. dunks an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> airplane dunks up in this movie. This he's is also, like a movie for kids. He's also only ever wearing like an Air Jordan tank top. Yeah. And wrist warmers. He's only he wears sweats the whole time. He's up in here. He has like, a gun tucked yeah. into his sweats. Yeah. It's like not even the apocalypse <laughs> for him. He's just like. Looking like a looking like a Saturday. He's like a, so if it was like a kids movie or a kids show, he's like, oh, I play basketball. I can do basketball yeah. like things yeah. and like beat the bad guys. Other other members of this crew, uh, one who I felt so bad for is a girl who's like, well, I came out here because I was an aspiring actress, and it's like, oh, and you landed in Resident Evil Four, and yeah. I don't recognize your face. So like, <laughs> self fulfilling prophecy. prophecy there of like, I'm playing this character of a failed actress while I'm also failing as an actress in a bit role in Resident yeah. Evil Four, and I'm not going so, nowhere fast. So basically, we go to L.A. and everyone is like Hollywood out, Hollywooded yeah. out, like. I'm a struggling actor. I'm a mood producer. I'm like a, I'm like a famous basketball player. But then kind of like a meta within the meta, one of the other survivors there is Angel, Angel Ortiz. Angel Ortiz. Whose name might as well be Spanish Spanish. <laughs> and whose English is so inscrutable, but also like not not recognizable as just like a thick Spanish accent yeah. that I can only imagine that he was on set and every time he delivered a line, they were like, could you maybe like, like make <laughs> it a little more Spanish? <laughs> to the point where he's like not even doing a Spanish accent. He's in strange. some sort of like like subterranean language where he's just like getting so guttural and like he was hard, yeah. essy that he was just like, a little bit. It's like, was that supposed to be Spanish? Because like, I just can't hear. I just can't understand. Well, it. everyone like mumbles in, in this movie anyways. Oh, basically. my God. We're talking about Mumble King. This is this is a mumble. This movie should be mumblecore slash like science fiction horror. Yeah. Directed shout by out, the uh, so mumblecore guys. Shout out to Wentworth Miller who broke out of prison. Oh, break my God. Only to be trapped in a prison <laughs> in Resident Evil. This is like a weird commentary about how like about an actor or something because yeah. he is famous for prison break he's in a prison he, he's like in a prison for like half of this movie and then he breaks them out of the prison like why did he accept this role he like he was just like all right i guess i'm gonna be in a prison is it again. because he's the dead worst because he was beyond awful in this movie yeah every line was delivered with the exact same tone and voice and that is just like I have to say that is the weirdest typecasting ever to just be like prison guy. Yeah, <laughs> this guy's really good at sitting this in guy, cells. Like, knows about prisons. Maybe he's got like, a, yeah, and he t he talks like this the whole time. Yeah, he's like, pretty cool. We gotta go. Come on, we're gonna get to the truck. We gotta jump down this hole. You think you can do that? Yeah. Come with me. Like, Wentworth did Wentworth, Miller. Did Wentworth Miller like spend a little time in, in jail? prison? Like I feel I like he's, I there's like it. something on his con on his like resume that yeah. every time he's like going up for roles, everybody's like, "Oh, this guy knows about prisons." <laughs> yeah, get him in there. This guy knows about sitting in a prison and yeah. talking to people outside of prison. Yeah, another oh, that was so weird. Another rag on Wentworth Miller. Not really his fault. More the production's fault, but he's complicit. Um, in my continuing narrative of the poor portrayal of firearms in resident evil <laughs> movies Wentworth miller fills a duffel bag with like 
20 something long guns mm-hmm. and assorted handguns and then picks it up with one hand and throws it over his back swims yep. underwater like 200 yards with it every three, gets up out of yep. water is still carrying it with one like do you know three how much characters dive into a like a basement full of water and they swim like underneath the water to like yeah. get to a room that has a bunch of guns in it and they all have like guns that they have to swim like out like they have to swim right. with these guns. So the rules of guns in Resident <laughs> Evil from this movie are a they're all waterproof. They're all waterproof. Why not? And because I mean, it takes too much time to like talk about like you know for water to affect guns. Like right. that's too much of an inconvenience. And B, they weigh nothing because yeah. Alice swims the one like route A through that water. Alice is swimming with two sawed-off shotguns, two like heavy caliber revolvers, a sword. And then I guess two machine guns on her back, which mm-hmm. is an incredible sum of weight. And then Wentworth Miller traverses this water with a duffel bag on the way back, filled with like twenty plus guns. You would drown. <laughs> you would drown. You cannot transport more than like yeah four rifles through one, through water and swim. No one drowns in Resident Evil movies. No, apparently not. You have to die by a zombie attack or well the one person who says they're a really good swimmer yeah bites it in the water she like her only her biggest like role her, her biggest part in that movie is she says i was in a i was a swimmer in high school right yeah and then she eats and then it like underwater. so she like just goes with them and then like she like dies instantly after mm-hmm. swimming mm-hmm. for no reason for no reason <laughs> like they had to like kill her and they're just like all right let's just like get her to go with them and then like we'll kill her off for right. no reason at right. all. This thing also has um so as we've gotten later in the series we're getting closer to Resident Evil games that I've actually played and know a lot about. Yeah. Uh I this movie had to come out post Resident Evil 5. Yep. The game 5 because it has a big bag on the head hammer axe 7 foot tall zombie man right. with a back full of nails. And it also has these weird chest Fa- scarab yes. things. And uh, the face, the face like hugger guys. Like, right, right. The like splitting open yeah, head the, yeah. zombie. And it's not even things. explained why any of these characters exist. No, or why like, they just like why show they're like up evolving sometimes. or like the the big guy has no explanation. He just like shows no. up one day. Yeah. And he's like, all right, well now I'm gonna try to kill you. Yeah. Um. This movie, this movie actually, like, all told, like, maybe weirdly light on zombies. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of zombies on screen. Yeah. And there's a lot of zombies, like, a lot of people die via zombie, but there's right. a lot of, like, survivor on zombie action. Well, it's because at this point, like, we're all tired of zombies and, like, like we're just, just like what some... happens to, like, The Walking Dead when, like, season one was all about zombies and as you go on, it's, like, zombies is just kind of in the background and it is a minor like inconvenience for everyone yeah yeah. like at this point we're four movies in and like like, zombies can't be like the thing anymore right we're giving them like four-way split open mouths to try to make them slightly more compelling but it's not like explained at all yeah like i i wish it was because it's i mean they look cool like those guys yeah i like them um no the motivations are really clouded at this point I mean, like, obviously the zombies are just, like, still doing zombie things. They're just trying to be zombies. But it's, like, not really clear what even Umbrella is trying to accomplish anymore other than, like, not get fucked up by Alice. Or, like, Alice has, I guess, just, like, 
looking for homies is like her mission statement is like i wish i had some right. friends she's she's like trying to rebuild society basically. i wish that i could yeah but everybody who enters her orbit immediately <laughs> dies so if she really wanted to like Ugh. recreate society she would disappear herself start, she gotta start somewhere she is i mean <laughs> she managed to get an entire caravan of people killed in nevada mm-hmm. yeah she's real bad at saving people yeah even in the end of this movie where she thinks that she's saved two thousand people right Nah, jokes on you there this movie ends on a big you're probably all gonna die cliffhanger yeah that's that sucks but like i said they like they make a whole movie and then like at the very end they're like all right we got to tie it to the next movie somehow because we know we're gonna make a second or mm-hmm. a sequel to this one it, like it doesn't matter how far fetched it is, they just go for it. You know every what? I, time. You know what I, w- I do want to give a quick shout out though because mm-hmm. the cliffhanger at the end of this movie was actually the most hype I've ever been to watch another movie in this yeah. series. Well, let's just say that we were excited to see this movie because Resident Evil Apocalypse Part Three was so bad, so dismal, and yeah. like when we watched the trailer for this one, it was like actually like I was like, yes, finally we're like. We're going to see some good stuff. It's in a this return one. to form. Yeah. Certainly. Right. I I might. I don't want to like spoil things later when we get into the. We only have two left. When we. Oh, well, I mean, it's mean later in this episode when oh. we get to like the barbecue dog ratings. But <laughs> this might have been my favorite in the series. Oh. So far. Spoiler warning. No, I just want to say. Yeah. If I'm. If I sound like I'm glowing. <laughs> it's no. Because I really. I really actually enjoyed this one i think not not just stronger as a motion picture but also as like for things that i've been waiting to happen in this series as somebody who is now like not a fan of this series but somebody who's in this series we're both in it and we know way too much about resident evil right this movie did a lot of things for me that i had kind of been like waiting to see Hmm. it it fed your needs yeah we get like an actual big bad we get yeah, like a maybe a more detailed look at like what's actually been going on. We get a clear. We have the clear like villain finally. Yeah. Encounter also. Right. We get a like cool cliffhanger that actually pays off things that weren't answered in earlier movies. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. He brought it back. He brought it back. Paul brought, Wes Anderson. Yeah, Paul Wes Anderson brought that back. heat back. He's like, get out of my way, Russell and Alexander. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. <laughs> Um, this movie was like, had some very sci-fi original quality. Yes. Uh, CG. Oh yeah. It was, a if, if anyone remembers what we described as a Gatoroid, mm-hmm. this movie this is, a straight is Gatoroid. full Gatoroid. Yeah. Just like, I don't know, like After Effects, very Adobe After there Effects are, heavy. There are like some real rough moments in this movie. Right. We did lose the, um, we don't have the excessive Alice airbrushing, which I was happy to say bye-bye mm-hmm. to. Alice looks much more natural hmm. in this movie. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But, um, but man, yeah, a lot of the action of, she effects. She had a lot of straps, like, on her she's outfit. Very, yeah, she's very strapped up. Yeah, for no reason, really. She got some arm warmers. She's kind of get, <laughs> yeah. She's kind of getting away from the, like, apocalyptic thing back to the hot topic thing, which I appreciated. Right. Yeah, she had that, like. When she was like flying around in her um, plane, yeah, she's <laughs> she had, wearing like, some big like big, looks like the basically j- like Lindsay Weir's outfit from um, Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> looks like the jacket that Vin Diesel wears in Triple X. 
Oh my like, god, I don't like remember that. Huge sheep coat <laughs> that I adore. Um, no, it's a good, it's a good movie. It's there's a, a yeah, movie. there was a really good shower fight scene. Yeah, everybody was, loves a good fight in the prison showers. That was cool. Vi- kind of, I I think it's a homage to Blade, like the blood rave scene. Sure, sure, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll see that. Oh, I did like that. Alice gets her powers taken away. But you're kind of like, you're, yeah. but you're, but Does then you're, she? but yeah, she did. But then moving forward, you're kind of feeling like, yeah, well, but she's still going to like kick excessively more ass than everybody else. Right. And it's going to be like kind of tiresome. Yep. But then nah, in that shower scene, she and Claire are kind yeah. of on like equal combat footing. Well, they're, and they're, I really enjoyed that. That's cool. They're the exact same character. They are. Basically. But it was nice to see that they're not afraid to be like, yeah, make other people capable, you know? Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Um, I will say yeah, hey, they, this well, movie. They, this movie passes the Bechdel test. Oh, What's up with that? Of course, these because, movies are strong Bechdel <laughs> because, winners. Yeah, Claire and uh, Alice have several conversations about things that are not men. Right. They so, all they talk about is like kicking ass. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. And finding finding things. Finding things and kicking ass. Kmart. This is like the ultimate. Like this is the true successor su- successor to Th- Thelma and Louise. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, Claire and Alice, the Claire search Alice. for Kmart. They should just do a spinoff called Claire and Alice, and I would totally watch. I'd pay money to watch that movie. Yeah, I mean, I, it, I guess it is. You have. We've already paid money to watch this movie, so unfortunately, yeah. Someone's just trimming some hedges outside. Is that, that going to pick up? I guess uh, we'll find out. I think. I think if we keep talking, it will like ma- mask gotcha, it a gotcha, little bit. I gotcha. <laughs> um, uh, I didn't mention a while ago, but. Our friend Momin, mm-hmm. um, he like was one hundred percent sure that the Resident Evil movies were called Resident Evil Underworld. Right. He like did not. He couldn't distinguish Underworld from Resident Evil. Which I and I I, <laughs> I want us to eventually get to Underworld. Yeah. So I guess we'll find out how true that rings. Yeah, I feel like they're rivals in, yeah. in that aspect. But they're, this movie's like pretty like. I think we're really close to like what Underworld is like. I don't right. know. We're in like some black leather. Like there's some there. monster fighting happening. Like this movie is basically Resident Evil Underworld. But I will say Resident Evil has like a red color scheme. If anything, like over the course of the series, like okay. red is the color. Underworld is Underworld blue. blue. <laughs> hard, you you love like the red and blue theories. Blue movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm just all up in here with the color blind. Red, blue. I see it in every movie. <laughs> yeah, it's all over the place, guys. It's a code. They're trying to tell us something. This movie is so crazy. I wrote all of my notes in all caps Dude, the whole time, I'm with and it, it felt great. Yeah, I bet. Um, let's talk about how every movie starts with "My name is Alice," right? Like, Which is almost more infuriating because I spent the entire first movie not knowing that her name was Alice, <laughs> yeah, it's really and funny. it's like I feel I feel really seen <laughs> in that way. Like I feel like my struggle was known. Go and back and listen to episode one I, where he didn't know that her name was Alice. Yeah, I feel I feel like everybody knows now. Or they were maybe like that was also a problem at the time, and so yeah. they're being like so overcorrective with that. All of these movies start with my, my name, name is Alice. Alice. Starts it starts with my name is Alice, and about twenty minutes in, she says my name is Alice again. Right, right. Like, I just don't understand why she like why we keep repeating this line. I think over and over. I again. think they're really, really because again, Alice is not a character from the games. I think they're really proud 
of the name choice Alice. <laughs> and they're just, oh, like, they're just okay. like, oh, God, like Alice is just such a good name. I didn't think for about this, that. Like, she looks pretty, but she's dangerous. Like female right. heroines. Like we just got to say Alice. That's because like if you're time. a fan of the video game and you're just tuning into like the middle of the Resident Evil franchise. Sure. You have to, you're like, who are, is this Claire? Is Or is she chill? Like, and she's like, oh, no. Oh, no. It's Alice. Alice. Wait a minute. Alice isn't in any of the video games. They're like, that's right. Who is Alice? That's right. This is Alice. Oh, okay. This is Alice. All right. I get it now. My my new show, This is Alice. I'm not confused anymore. Um, And everyone has, like, what's with this reoccurring theme of people getting amnesia? Like, oh, my God. Nobody People are constantly, like, forgetting who they are. And that's when Claire forgets who she is. I think usually, I'd say in a series like this, it'd be a convenient tool for another character to. Like remind both that character and the audience yeah. the events of the past movies, but in these movies, I feel like we're using it as a tool to get around the past movies and like forget about them and rewrite both you histories know, uh, <laughs> and characters to try uh, to make them more interesting. Or I think maybe what if like you know that movie Fifty First Dates or whatever, where like the girl yeah. like keeps forgetting like every day. Mm-hmm. Like what if this movie, this franchise was like made for someone who like had like would forget oh all of the franchise like any of these movies like on any given day what and so mean? like they have to keep repeating things like my name is alice mm-hmm. and like characters in the movie have amnesia over and over again to try to that would be like communicate such, <laughs> such an incredible and thoughtful gift do they have amnesia for or someone does the situation? audience have amnesia does paul ws anderson have amnesia maybe he does did he not watch two and three and so he was like, he's like, okay, look, here's here's the setup, Ali Lardner. Yeah, he didn't watch the movie. <laughs> Mila Yosevich is going to be like, what happened to you? And I don't know what happened to you. Yeah. So just say you forget. And then yeah. we're going to go from there. Like, that's the jumping off point. Or if he's, like, being real smart about it, he, like, did the community, like, Dan Harmon thing where he was just like, oh, last... The last season of Community was just like everyone had like a gas. It was like a gas leak season, mm-hmm. and so and it was, this like whole season was directed by someone else mm-hmm. because Dan Harmon got fired off of it. Right, and when he came back, he was just like, "Oh yeah, we're just gonna wipe that season off and say that everyone <laughs> forgot what happened." Yeah, but I doubt that that's what Paul Wes Anderson was doing here. No, um, I will say fun. that Ali Lardner finds a way to make like retrograde amnesia incredibly disinteresting <laughs> and not look like any kind of concern at all like her character spends no time stressing about the fact that she remembers nothing right she jumps in a plane like with alice straight up after she's like i don't remember anything and And she's like get on this plane it's fine and she never brings it up again until wentworth miller is like claire until prison breaks i'm your brother yeah chris redfield and then Mm -hmm. even then she is like nonplussed doesn't really care about it and it's never brought up again there's she never has a moment where she's like I remember everything. Right. Or like, so and they I don't, don't have like any chemistry at all. Like, no. If they if they were to be brother and sister, like they do not know each other. No, because uh, Wentworth Miller is throwing everybody the same gruff, half-lidded yeah. stare. So he looks you're at nobody sister. with like different emotions. He's like, "You're Alice. You're my sister. You're Wesker." Oh, also, <laughs> Chris wants to kill Wesker real bad for yeah. I don't know why. I don't like Wester's a bad guy. Yeah, but no one. <sighs> we've never been given like good reason, especially because the first two movies focus so heavily on the fact that like Umbrella has this incredible control of the media and like nobody knows their part in all of this. 
Right. They're just underground. So it makes everywhere. it makes no sense to me that Chris and Claire's like gut reaction to seeing Wesker would be like, This is all your fault. Like right. it's more just like, oh, another human, but somehow they A know that he's responsible for everything. B already hate his guts enough to try to just kill him in cold blood, <laughs> even though he's just sitting in a white leather chair. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, yeah, you're right. Like they or they've, I, like I never guess, they've never met him. No, like Chris is just like I was a soldier. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess Claire did have the whole thing where she's like, "Oh, I remember that the ship was a trap for humans." Well, like they break into Umbrella and like he's just sitting on a chair, so that he's presumed to be the bad guy. Yeah, you know, I guess because everyone from Umbrella sucks and they mm-hmm. must be killed. Yeah, and the Matrix happened. The Matrix did happen. The last, um like big scene is they're in a white room fighting oh boy looking all cool yeah um straight up matrix everything 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 is matrix it's like hard to just not say that this movie could have been the matrix four Mm -hmm. (laughs) we do finally get our barbecued dogs yeah. They make get, us wait the longest we've ever waited in one of these movies for our barbecue I mean, Paul Wes Anderson knows what he's doing. You know, like, yeah. those other directors, they, like, straight up put the barbecue dogs at the beginning of the movie. Right. And, like, so it kind of just, like, ruin. it doesn't ruin it, but, like, you know, you're not waiting for that climax where the barbecue dogs <laughs> come in sweet, so you can get up and applaud. Barbecue payoff. But, yeah, he, like, brings it in in the, the last fight, mm-hmm. and, you know, just, I blew my load. Yeah, <laughs> you've been so pent up yeah. waiting for these dogs to yeah. get out. Man, um, what a film. Yeah, so this movie was quite entertaining. Yeah. Um, better than the last one. Mm-hmm. I, it's hard to say if it was better than two or not. I feel pretty confident it's better than two. As a standalone movie or as a series entry? As a series entry, which in the context of a franchise is more important than being I don't know a standalone. I okay, you're right. You're right. But um you have to know a lot about what happened in like you don't have to know like exactly what happened, but it helps to like kind of know what happens in the movies before to yeah. like really get yes. this one. Yes. I'll Very loosely at the most surface yeah. level understanding of well, it. Well, in that way, like if you've seen pictures of other characters, you can mm-hmm. like watch this movie and be like, okay, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think Resident Evil 2 was more like, you can not watch any other Resident Evils like post or pre, like before. True. It's a, and it you is can like enjoy every aspect of like, alone. and it feels like Resident Evil. You got the. You got Jill in there. You yeah. got um, the nemesis in there. Mm-hmm. It has like all of the Resident Evil type stuff right. in it from the video games. Right. Um, this one is like less of like that world, the mm-hmm. video game world, but mm-hmm. it is a, probably a better film. Yeah. Um, but I would say that Resident Evil Two could exist on its own. It could. I absolutely agree with you. But so. is that does that is it your series favorite so far? two yeah yeah i think so okay so far i see now we're spoiling everything right now because we haven't gotten to like our our over unders and our 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 barbecue dogs we're just so excited let's do it excited yeah um yeah i don't i don't have anything else that i need to bring up um some dope music uh good tunes 
um one the one asian character is like a the a weak little intern guy that yeah I was he gets pretty unceremoniously dispatched not into that yeah weak look god um yeah all asian people in these movies are getting bossed around by white people yeah and killed for it so i don't know paul wes anderson you need to we need to step up the he's game got, he's got something going on yeah he, he needs to stop bossing around asian people he needs to he, he writes all of these movies yeah let's yeah. not forget that he's no. i mean his name's on it who knows how much he's, of it he's touched he's running the ship here yeah so i want to say this guy has something against asian people has some latent racism he needs to yeah, work out yeah this yeah. guy needs to he needs to get woke yeah <laughs> um one last thing we got one roundhouse kick in this movie yeah yeah it's a return to form honestly it's a slow-mo roundhouse kick Full that spin. alice does yeah. to the big guy big sledgy guy i think yes yes yeah which i confuse him with pyramid head from silent hill they have a very similar look a lot of leather a lot of like black blood yeah cake thing i mean i guess they're both japanese survival horror games so they are can't blame them. No, all right no. yeah let's get into our segmies yeah um what do we do first better than worse than yeah okay resident evil 3 to recap um better than sahara for you mm-hmm. worse than mad max beyond thunderdome mm-hmm. both desert based movies both desert movies um Mine was worse than The Hills Have Eyes and worse than Event Horizon. Uh-huh. Double worse than. I couldn't think of a second movie, no. so I went to Event Horizon again. You just worsted it up. Yeah. It was just worse. It was just the worst movie, so yeah. I had to double worse it. Um, all right. So let's uh, do our better than worse than for Resident Evil Afterlife. All right. Okay. You go first. I'm ready. Go ahead. This movie is better than The Longest Yard starring, <laughs> starring Adam Sandler. <laughs> Okay, and I kind of see that. Worse than Con Air. Okay, so let me try to dissect this a little bit. Okay. Con Air has some flying scenes. Yep. Um, I can't think of like how else this matches Con Air. It's prisons. Prisoners. Okay, oh, prisons, that's yeah, right. We, got okay. a pr- we have a prison break theme. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and what was the other one? The Longest Yard. The Longest Yard, another prison movie. Another prison movie. You're comparing it to a comedy by Adam Sandler. Yeah, but that movie is also kind of a horror because it has Bill Goldberg and the great comedy in it. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. And Kevin Nash. Okay, that's funny that you went with those themes because I went with completely different ones. All right, what do you got? Um, An obvious pick, The Matrix Reloaded. Okay. Okay, worse than The Matrix Reloaded. Absolutely. And I know that because I watched The Matrix Reloaded recently. Ugh. Um, shout out to Matrix Reloaded, which is better than everybody gives it credit for. I know, for real, it's got some goofy stuff in it, but despite I mean, it having a stupid name, look, there is a whole scene where Neo fights like a bunch of Agent Smiths. Yeah, it's like really bad CG. Yeah, there's also one of those in this movie where a bunch of Alice's yeah. are running around fighting SWAT guys. They have a really bad CG. Um, obviously, there's a whole Matrix thing going on. Mm-hmm. But not quite doesn't quite live up to the Matrix Reloaded. No, no. Um, and my better than is Van Helsing. Yes. Um, and I'm just basing this off of, I mean, among other things, just black leather. Yeah. I just I know there's black. I know there's, there's a, lot a lot of black, of black leather, leather in Van Helsing. You know and, who is also in Van Helsing? Yeah. Um. Uh. Kate, Kate Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale <laughs> of Underworld. Right. 
Here's our through line. I wonder if they're ever going to do a Underworld versus Resident Evil. Oh my God! Could movie. you imagine the fans? The fa- give the fans what they want. Wild. Yeah. I'm sure there's fan fiction. I'm Team Alice right now because I haven't seen Underworld in a while. I haven't either. Um, I think Underworld has more old British guys in it. Yeah. So I'm ready to say Team Underworld. There's also a lot <laughs> more pieces. werewolves. Yeah. Also, I'm down. I'm down with a werewolf. We need to start this uh, t- like Team Alice versus Team. I don't know her name. Kate. No. Um, What's her name in the movie? Celine. Celine. I think. All right. I think or Sabrina, something like that. All right, so what's your what's your dog rating on this bad boy? Mm. All right. Let me All right, let's recap from last ep- episode. Yeah. All right, we'll start from the beginning actually. I have all of these written down. Resident Evil, the first one, you gave it a 2. Mm-hmm. I gave it a 2 and a half. Mhm. But half. Mhm. Which is worse than the front half. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so it's more like a 2. Point, like 2 and a, 25. Right, right, right. 2.25. Yeah, 2.25. <laughs> Uh, Resident Evil Apocalypse, um, you gave it two and a half, and I gave it a three. Mm-hmm. And this is all out of five. Yeah. F- yours was the front half. Yeah, front half. Um, Extinction, we both gave it ones, yeah, surprisingly. Yeah, one dog. Um, okay, so I'm going to give... I'm going to give this movie a three... And a half barbecued dogs. Wow. Yeah. So what half? It's gonna be the butt half. Okay. Um, this, uh, I know I was like talking about how Resident. I like Resident Evil Two. Mm-hmm. Um, this one just felt good. Yeah. Yeah. From like the rest of the franchise. It does. But because we got swamped down a little bit, and like yeah. this just felt really. Like a return to form. Yeah, absolutely. We're so, back on track. Um, yeah, slightly above Resident Evil 2. Okay. Um, yeah. I am also going to give this movie three and a half Ooh. barbecue dogs. But oh. then Wentworth Miller eats the half a barbecue <laughs> dog, and I'm only giving it three barbecue dogs. Oh. I wanted to give it. The 3.5. Wentworth Miller, you stopped me. You stayed my hand. Mm-hmm. We're stuck at three. Stuck at three. Wow. Yeah. So I I ended up rating this movie higher. Yeah. Okay. It was honestly from like... I mean, I've been consistently rating these movies lower than you. Yeah, you have been. So... This is your highest rating yet yeah, so far. That's true. Same with me. We just... Yeah. We just came about it differently. Yeah, exactly. All right. What's happening in the next movie? What is the next movie? Do I don't you know. know. I, have in, I have zero context for this one. So going into this franchise, I had knew that I had seen one, and I knew that eventually we would get to the desert, which turned out to be Extinction. Right. Way, way sooner than you thought. Right. Yeah. So I am really at a loss for where we're going now. The next one is called Retribution. Retribution, yes. This could okay. be Space? This could be the space one. Well, I might have just saw a screenshot, but it's possible. Good. Um, I I don't know. It could be. It could have been anything. No, I know. I know. It could have been anything. Could be the top of a tall building. You think we're going to space? Um, Finally. Yeah. I mean, there's like kind of an interesting. It's hard not to go into this next one knowing that we're down to two. Yeah. And that whatever happens in this next one is setting up. I mean, like what? 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 How? A close <laughs> of this series. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I would. Fe- I'd say that like. 
what would you do after space? Like, but there's one more movie after this. Well, spa- you go to space. So the next movie, you go to space, and then you come back. Then Final Chapter, you come back, and right. you like get you get Earth same. back. Okay, reclaim Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I want to agree with you because I've been saying space for like the past two movies. I feel like. Yeah. So. We gotta go to space. We're going to that umbrella space station or satellite or whatever yeah. it's around the Earth. Yeah. Wesker is still alive, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to think otherwise. So at the end, we are on a boat, a huge boat with a, a bunch of survivors boat. on it. Uh-huh. Alice is running that ship. She's the yeah, captain. she's the new captain. Captain Alice. She makes a big deal out of re-recording the SOS <laughs> message, but yeah. then word for word says the, says same the exact same message. Well, she could have just played the broadcast to begin yeah, with. But, she was, but at the end, she's like, my name is Alice. Yeah. Very <laughs> yeah. effective. Yes. I almost cried. Yeah. Um, and surprise, surprise, Jill Valentine. Jill's back. Um, new hair, new way look. different. Yeah. I didn't even notice it until you said, that's Jill. Aside, like, aside from the short shorts. Mm-hmm. Well, and the only reason that I knew that it was Jill is because they're modeling her off of Jill in Resident Evil 5. Mm-hmm. So you had that knowledge of right. what Jill looks like. Right. And she's, um, she's on Team Umbrella, yeah. right? Yeah. But she's got a chest scarab. Okay, so that means she might be like mind, mind something, controlled, something. heart controlled, or something. Something. But right. I'm very excited to see how they retcon her absence from three. Right. And four. Oh, they're definitely gonna like do some like flashbacks to yeah. like what happened in between. And just we make escaping. some shit up. And then Mike Epps threw me out the back of a car, <laughs> yeah. and I yeah. got picked up by Umbrella. Because she totally just disappears from Resident Evil Three. Yeah, and, completely. And this one until the very Unexplained. end. Unexplained. Um, that's Paul Wes Anderson, t- you know, bringing shit back together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's got those strings. He's the puppet master. He is the Resident Evil. He is a nemesis. He is the resident master of Resident Evil. <laughs> cool. All yeah. right. Well, I'm very excited f- to finish up this franchise. Yeah. It's bittersweet. You know, yeah. I'm kind of sad we're winding down a yeah. little bit. Um, but we might have this movie has been this thing has been quite an experience yeah we might have screwed the pooch on the timing because i think we're now in that dead man zone for the final chapter between it's out of theaters but it's not in no that no we're in perfect timing it's i think it's gonna come out like later this month on demand or something like that yeah we'll we'll grab it so we're we're like right in line with it somehow all right right. (laughs) i'm with you cool see you at the next movies see you at the next movies